right. Well, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start from the top. <coughs> I'm going to take a drink. Good idea. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Gaming Effect. We are here with Episode 5. I'm your co-host, Alex, a.k.a. Soldier First Class. And I'm your co-host, Corey, a.k.a. Dookie03. And uh, we are up above the 150 plays mark. We actually just hit 160, I believe, on Spotify, iTunes, and those platforms that are tracked. Uh, we also have been doing pretty well on YouTube as well. So just want to give a shout out to the people that are listening and watching on all the platforms and stuff. Really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Don't forget if you are listening or watching, be sure to give us a rating on those platforms. Uh, it really helps get the word out there about us and gets us uh, viewed a little bit more. We actually just hit uh, 10 five star reviews on Spotify. So Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. So it's, it's, been pretty good you guys have been uh really supporting us and we really appreciate it so just want to give a special shout out to you guys and uh thanks for uh thanks for supporting watching and or listening yes thanks for sharing with whoever will listen or yep. doesn't whatever <laughs> but uh yeah so today's episode we are gonna have the main topic is gonna be comfort games uh, we're also going to be doing our episode five Q and A session. We're going to have some general questions that we kind of want to answer, and then we have some uh ten or eleven viewer submitted questions that we're going to be answering as well. So, uh, thanks for all the questions you guys submitted to us on all platforms. That we really yeah, appreciate no it. <clears throat> yeah, and I gotta say, so I I I wanted to do a Q and A episode at some point, and I figured. It would probably be best if we waited till like episode five or something like that. Just just so that uh, so that we have a bit of people like that are actually watching and listening. And then I figured this would be a good idea for you guys to get to know us a little bit better. So, right. Because like we don't want to just be voices or images on a screen. We want to get to know you guys, have you guys get to know us, you know, kind of figure out what we like, what we dislike. And that way, like, you know, we are. Right, and, you know, because we may not like everything you like, or we might not dislike everything you dislike, but we can kind of give you an idea of what you'll probably hear on the podcast, or, you know, even surprise you, maybe, so. Yeah, exactly. And I thought, to keep the que- the answers extra honest, <laughs> we will be uh, taking, a, taking a hit of some legal greens in between every second question, so... Keeping keeping our answers extra extra honest. Yeah, maybe a little too honest, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens when yeah. we get there. By the end of this, uh, it it uh, you're either gonna love us or you're probably gonna be like, "What the fuck is wrong with these two? <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, <laughs> should we swing into uh, what we've been playing and all that now? Yeah. Uh, so g- you go ahead because I've got. Uh, Mine's going to be a little bit longer. Okay, I've got a couple games on the go, actually, right now. 
we uh we've been playing legend of Lagaya kind of are you still further than me then right now or am i past where you are now as of your last stream of it yes i'm still a little bit farther oh, okay i'm in saul i just got to like i'm fighting that big knight dude at the top of saul he's like he's like you're taking that plant to get rid of the mist the mist is my reason for being bitch and he is like because <laughs> he just wants to, like, fight the rest of his life, right? Okay, his yeah. family then, got killed. Then I am just past where you're at. Oh, okay. You're, you've actually pretty much caught up to me. Sweet. Yeah, I'm digging it, honestly. Like, uh, I I think we talked about it a little bit last last uh, podcast, but I've, I've, I've played a little bit of Legend of the Gaia at a friend's house, like, off and on when he played through it. But there's a lot of stuff that I missed, and there's a lot of stuff that I did see, and I'm in the stuff that I've never seen before now. So it's it's pretty cool. Like I I, I remember loving the game, but I'm I'm loving it even more because it's it's it really is like a first playthrough, even though I've seen like well, a good chunk of the game. You're experiencing it. Like you're not just watching first it. Hand, or, yeah. Right. Right. When when I when I was playing it with my buddy, it was almost like um, you know when like you and your wife are like watching a series together and then you're gone for like four days and she sneaks ahead and, and keeps watching it. And, yes. And then you're like, fuck. And then you're like, well, I don't want to go back. And then and then you just jump back in and you try to figure out what the hell happened. That's how it was when I was like watching him play. <laughs> yeah. But playing it firsthand is just, yeah, it's so much better. Well, it's like I actually I beat it a long, long time ago and I actually don't remember how the game ends. Oh, so, okay. so like past where we're at right now is kind of it's not new territory but it's like very hazy it gets hazy yeah so we're getting into territory like where i have not really remembered how the game goes um so i'm excited to get to the ending and see how it's gonna go because i don't actually remember how it went like, I don't remember any of this third continent at all. Like, this third country. I remember the second one with, like, the islands and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I am I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like everything from here on out is going to be new. Unless there's, like, a, a coastal town. I remember there being, like, a coastal town. And I, I don't think I've hit that yet. So maybe yeah. it's in there or maybe I'm misremembering something. Well, so. the, the place that we're at right now, actually, uh, is the last time... I played it, which was several years ago. Um, so I've beaten it once. I restarted a playthrough a long time ago, and then I never finished it. Oh, um, okay. This will be my first full playthrough since the game uh, probably came out. Right. So uh, yeah, it, it's like I said, it's kind of a not new territory, but it feels like new territory for me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um- and then I've also been playing Dragon Quest Heroes 2. Me and my buddy Fates yep. are playing through that kind of together. Um, I'm doing New Game Plus, so like every enemy's dying in like two hits. <laughs> but it's it's been a blast. Um, I streamed today to try and... Well, today is what, Saturday? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I streamed today to try and get caught up to where my buddy Fates is, but I'm still a little bit behind, so I'm going to have to try and just chug through when when we play uh next time but it's it's a great game like all those dynasty warrior style uh kind of spin-off games all seem very similar but this one's very different it's very like kind of like open world and then you still have your battles but you have like regular battles on like the overworld and stuff and it, it's got a good story and all that right and job class system so i'm digging that and then the last game 
I'm playing, I mean, Theater Rhythm, obviously, but we're going to be playing Double Dragon Gaiden. And I'm super excited for that because I've been a Double Dragon fan since fucking I, I was born pretty much. So it's it's going to be awesome to to kind of go back and play play one of the newer games in that series. And it just looks like it's going to be full chock full of nostalgia boners. And I feel like this is like the second coming of the beat em up. Like with Streets of Rage 4, and then we had that TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Which was awesome, by which the way. Which was also really awesome. And then we got Double Dragon coming back. Like, Party, it, dude! Yeah, you just mashed that button the whole playthrough. <laughs> but I think we're in like the, the second coming of the beat em up, and I'm super here for it, man. Yeah, I. Uh... It's is is that new that Double Dragon Gaiden or is yeah that... it just came out I think Friday like okay. this past Friday or that's something that's what like I that. thought yeah I uh, I've been playing Baldur's Gate three and I've been playing the hell out of it I'm already mm-hmm. out of Act one and dude like if if you are into turn based games this game is incredible it yeah. is like. I mean, it is literally Dungeons and Dragons, but in video game form. And I know we talked a little bit about it last time because I'd played early access, but now I'm playing the full game. And there are things that, like, I didn't see in early access because, like, I didn't... I played it for, like, one or two days and didn't really fully get into it because I knew it didn't transfer over to the full game. So I was waiting. I was waiting for the full game to really dive into it. And there's yeah. some really cool stuff. And there's also some like really humorous stuff like dialogue options. There is like cutscenes that are really funny. Um, one that I hit today that I, I could not stop laughing at was you walk into this village and it's like this rundown village and there's like goblins everywhere and bugbears and, and ogres and stuff like that. And you walk in and this bugbear is just giving it to this ogre. And like fucking it or yeah, fighting yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, fucking, fucking it. it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's this big fat uh, ogre chick and uh, this bugbear, and he's just giving it to her, right? And you walk in, and he, like, slowly backs out of her, you know? And he's like, oh my he's like God. what are you doing here, man? Like, he's just <laughs> fucking pissed that you Holy just... Holy fuck. Yeah, so then, like, uh, you end up getting into a fight with him. In oh with God. the ogre and the and the bugbear and it's Cock fucking out still or no no but oh. it's dude <laughs> it's fucking hilarious and then there's one where like you uh you are you're traveling with this guy and there's a guy that's after that's like trying to hunt him okay and he doesn't know that the guy traveling with you is the guy he's looking for. So he tells you all about this guy, like, which you already know, but he tells you all about this guy. You, like, basically get him to explain everything, what his motives are, all this other stuff. And then you just turn, and there's a possible, like, a possible uh, uh, dialogue option. And you're literally like, oh, hey, guy, what do you think of that? And then he's like, and then he's like, oh, well, you know, we could fight or we could kill this guy or whatever, you know. And you could choose to, like, kill him or you can just let him leave or whatever. But, like, it's really cool that they have all these different options where, you know, you might get into a fight and you might do, like, dialogue options, right? And (laughs) it could either turn into a fight or you can, like, talk your way out of it or you can accidentally say the wrong thing and get into a fight or you can say, like, you can just straight up be like, I want to fight you or whatever. Like, there's so many different options and so many different ways to approach 
and like yeah, it all everything, yeah. yeah and like a lot of things are done on dice rolls so you'll have like it'll tell you at the at the left hand side of the dialogue option if there's a chance that you're gonna have to roll a dice for it oh okay yeah so then like it rolls the <laughs> d20 you get certain bonuses and stuff to it or certain negatives depending on your status and stuff like that and like if if you're looking for like if you're a turn-based fan and you're looking for a turn-based game to get into, this, I think, is the perfect game. You have plenty of loot to, like, equip yourself with. You, I mean, it's, it's a tabletop RPG in video game form is exactly yeah. what it is. And it's basically, like, create your own adventure. Like, there's a base story, but, yeah. like, it's create your own adventure, do encounters how you want to do them, uh build your your party members how you want like i'm cross-classing some of my party members and stuff so there's like okay. all the yeah there's all these different things you can do and it's so much fun dude like all i've been doing the last two days has just been playing Baldur's gate 3 and it's awesome. it's just because like and i'll even like do a save right before i get into an encounter and just, i'll be like okay if i'm trying to play a certain type of character right and I mess up a dialogue option. I can load that save, go yeah, back into that conversation, okay. and try again. Or, like, if I don't realize, like, this dialogue option is going to lead to a fight, then I will reload the save, go in there, choose a different dialogue option. Or it's just a really good way to, to figure out all your different outcomes options. and stuff. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> It's just, a, it's an insanely phenomenal game. I'm super glad that I picked it up, because originally I wasn't going to, because I had no interest in it. Well then, uh, I'd been seeing a bunch of stuff on it, and my buddy Craig loves Baldur's Gate 3. He's been playing Early Access since it came out, and so uh, he ran through Early Access with me, and it was a, a lot of fun. So I decided to pick it up, and like I hope you pick it up, because I'm like, I'm really excited to see, like, how you approach things, how like we would approach things as a group and stuff like that. Yeah. And and you can even yeah. <laughs> like if you're playing with other people, uh you control whoever initiates the combat or the conversation is the person that does the like the talking. Choices and stuff. But your party can actually vote on the choice they want. Oh, cool. Now, you, you don't have to follow you it kind of yeah, thing, but you it'll don't, show. Yeah, you don't have to follow, but people can vote on what they think is the best outcome, and oh, then okay. you can kind of pick what you want based off of what they do. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I think you would really like it, especially it being turn-based and in how versatile it is and how, like, create your own story is. Like, it is legit, like, the most role-playing game, oh, role-playing yeah. game out there. Yeah, like, I know, I just watched, like, when my buddy uh, DG Online streamed uh, Baldur's Gate 2 for, like, a year and a half. It, it Those games are, like, they really thrive on having, like, so many different options. And, and all those options lead to a whole other different, like, bunch of branches in the path. Right. Like, the crazy thing is, like, I know with, like, D&D, if you're uh, the, the DM or whatever you've got to write story based on like possible options and stuff. But if you're the DM and and you and your buddies come over once a week or something, you're basically fi figuring it out week to week, what, what these options could be. Right. So you can change them. The undertaking of doing an entire like video game length story with all the different characters you can encounter having all these different options. Like, 
the undertaking of like coming up with all those options, putting them in there for every every choice, every decision is just unbelievable. Hey. Yeah, it's an, and it's insane too because like you could go through and not meet a character, and that can change like the flow of how everything goes. That and like so, it, it's cool because I would love to see like the flow chart. If yeah, anybody, if yeah, anybody, yeah, yeah. I bet. Like, I wonder if there is one. Like the, uh, that would be so cool. Even to see, I bet there's some of uh, Baldur's Gate too. There's got to be because that game's been out for like I would love over to see. I would love to see like if the developers had one during workflow purposes. Yeah. like what the the flow chart of how the story was going to go depending on mm -hmm. like because if you choose like there's five different options, each one will have a different outcome and a different dialogue, like different yeah. resulting dialogue. So it's like, what was the flow? Because like, if you don't do this quest, right, yeah. and then this quest is unlocked because you did that one, you never see this quest line like yeah, right yeah. here oh, on yeah. this flow chart. It's just not there. Yeah. So I would think I think it'd be cool like if they did like a documentary about this game, and they just showing just to the... show you the flow of how the game went. Yeah, it'd be super cool. And, like, I've played games, like, I'm not a big Western RPG guy, because usually there's too much to do, and then I do not play the story or anything, and get lost, and then end up dropping the game after, like, 30 hours of accomplishing nothing. But uh, the the ones I've played uh, the most of would be probably Mass Effect 2, um, Fable, the original Fable, and uh, what was that Star Wars one? Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. I played that for the first time, I think, was it last year or the year before? And that those games definitely have, like, those options and stuff. Um, but it's just so much on a larger scale when it comes to the Baldur's Gate series. Well, it's like, uh, have you ever played, like, Heavy Rain or mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit Become Human? Any of those? Yeah, I've played exact same game, thing. Yeah. If you like miss a button press or you choose a different dialogue option or you don't look at a certain item or you don't do this or you don't do that, like the the flow of the game completely changes. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. So which, it, which adds so much replayability. To right. And that's too, right? that's why this game would be would, is going to have so much replayability because like Baldur's yeah. Gate three, like you can choose what type of character you want to be. So if you want to be a dickhead and just kill everything, you can. If you want yeah. to go through and be more passive and try to talk your way out of certain situations, you can. If you kind of want to be like, and and the class options are huge. Like, you know, That's you have awesome. paladin, you have barbarian, you have bard, you have like, and each class has like different responses to different things. So like, I'm a ranger. Right. So like, if it comes to like nature or animals or anything like that, I will have a special dialogue option specific to ranger. Mm. that will respond to that character's question or dialogue yeah. option that they chose or whatever. So it's kind of funny. I remember last last uh, podcast, you were saying how um, you were trying to like talk to the animals and tame them and stuff. And I just wanted... It, it reminded me, and I don't know why I didn't say anything at the time, but when me and my buddies would play D&D, &D, they would get so fucking annoyed because I was that guy that had to tame everything. <laughs> and, and like like... There was like this, I don't like I don't know D and D monster names all that well, but there was like this one-eyed big fucking tentacle creature thing. Oh, and, I know what you're talking about. I bet I can't think of the name of it. And uh, we fought it, and I was like, I was like, I was like trying to, I was doing like all these dialogue 
tests to and like trying to tame this thing and they're like they're like you can't tame it just fight it and i was like i want to that but monster. i remember that monster is actually in Baldur's gate 3 is it yeah i bet i bet like almost all of them are yeah it's it's based off of fifth edition of D. &D. okay mm -hmm. i remember taming a goblin we were in like this goblin's base so we had i had a i had a wolf and a goblin and they just followed me everywhere <laughs> I uh I did so in early access I did Beastmaster as oh, okay. my as my subclass or whatever yep. and that allows you to have like a a summonable animal okay and like it was like a wolf bear all that like we talked oh, about yeah. this last I'd, time but I'd yeah. probably do that yeah see I thought about that but then I decided to go Gloomstalker because Gloomstalker is like a kind of a assassin type bow wielding ranger oh and okay. it has some really cool abilities like being able to fire you know, uh, multiple abilities instead of just your one normal attack. You get bonus oh, okay. actions and stuff like that that you can use because of Gloomstalker. So it's, there's a lot of replayability, a lot of, of versatility. There's a lot of customization. This yeah, is like awesome. the perfect <laughs> RPG for RPG players. Yeah. My only issue is it's not on, it's not on uh, PS4. Apparently it's only on PS5. So really? See, I didn't, I didn't know that. Neither did I until somebody in my discord told me, I think it was yesterday or the day before. So oh, that sucks. I'll have to wait until I have more than one reason to get a PS5. <laughs> Cause right now this is the only game I would, I would buy a PS like I, I would get or play on a PS5. Right. I what about I Ratchet and Clank? No. <laughs> it's not worth it. I love Ratchet and Clank. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not gonna fucking buy a PS5 to play a Ratchet and Clank game. Right, right. I got you. <laughs> oh man. All right. So now we did have a question about this, so we'll kind of tie in this question yeah. to our main topic. So Tony from Discord he asked, "In my experience, every gamer has at least two to three games they will always go back to when they either don't have anything new or they're just not feeling any of the titles they have. What are your two to three go-to games for all occasions?" So we're going to tie this in with our main topic, um, which was comfort games. Yeah. Uh, I think number one for me might be obvious, but it might surprise some people. So go ahead and. I'll let you start. What's your what's your number one? Number one, it's it's honestly my number one and number two are tied. I would say, um, it it would be like Mega Man Six. I'm gonna go with number one, Mega Man Six. Like okay. I'll come home if if it's been like a long shitty day or a long shitty week, I'll come home and I will fire up my PS4 and play Mega Man Legacy Collection, put on Mega Man Six, and just play through the whole game because it's like. It's just like probably the Mega Man game I played the most as a kid. And you've got, there's so many, it's the only NES Mega Man game where there's like multiple routes through the stages. So you can kind of play it different if you feel like playing it different to that, that night, or you can play it the way you always play it and use your different, you got different, uh, you got the rush adapter upgrades. So you've got like this power punch that can break blocks and it's super strong, but you're super, le you're less mobile. Uh, you have less range and stuff. And then you've got like a jet pack that lets you like fly around a little bit, but you can't do a charge shot and you can't do a slide. So there's a bunch of different things uh, you can do to like change kind of the way you play the game. So I, I love it for that. And I just, it's just comfort food for me because I just played it so much as a kid. Yeah, I, I would say, so I, I might actually have two. You're, I think you're, I think 
you're right. I think I have one that's tied for number one, and it's yeah. not it's not one that I think people will probably think of. My number one's Final Fantasy X. Oh, um, oh, okay. Yeah, like it is one of those games where like the music, the calm atmosphere, the like the story is just something that I can like I if I come home from a shit day or something, you know. Yeah. Like like we said, or like nothing's just hitting, like I'll pop in Final Fantasy X and I'll, you know, run through as far as I want to and and just enjoy the music and the atmosphere of the game and, and it's it's one game that I, I go back to a lot. Like I, I probably if I had to put a number on how many hours I probably have in that game across all platforms, all releases, everything, uh, I would say it's probably my number two game in playtime under 14. I was going to say that game definitely has, like, is a vibe, hey? Like, right. There, there are some Final Fantasy games and just games, really, that are a vibe. But for Final Fantasy, I would say, like, five is probably the first one that's, like, because it's just goofy. It's so, like just fun loving and, and just excellent um plus dark in, at times and then i would say seven's definitely got a vibe like it's got that dingy kind of mm-hmm. kind of sometimes very serious but sometimes very goofy kind of kind of vibe to it um and then eight really got a vibe and i would say 10 is the next one and then after that they don't really have you know what i mean they're not as as like you know when you're in the world of Spira. You know right. what I mean? Like, like, and you know when you're in Final Fantasy VIII's world, and like, it's just the 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 ambient music, the right. the the lighting, everything about it. Like those those worlds have their own feel to them, no matter what part of that world you're in. Well, and they have kind of got its own. They have some of the best soundtracks in the series too. Yeah, that, and is... that might be what what. It, is a big part of it. Right. And that's how what it, that's what it is for me. Like hearing the yeah. Island or, you know, to Xanarkand or, you know, it, yeah. it just has, it has this vibe to it. And it's a special game to me anyway, because it used to be my number one favorite game of all time. And, uh, like it has this for me, it's special. Cause I, I played it and beat it for the first time when my grandma died. So it kind of like helped me get through that. So it's always, it's always kind of been like a place of comfort for me, regardless of what's going on. It's kind of funny because like, um, like you've mentioned some moments that hit hard in Final Fantasy 14 when you're, was it your dog passed away? Yeah. And then you got Final Fantasy 10 when your grandma passed away. And it's just so it's, it's kind of like, uh, like, I don't know if funny's the word given the context, but it's, it's kind of funny. Cause like when my dad passed away, um there's 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 all these like great jrpgs that that i could have played to to get my mind off things and to like to just like focus and and burn burn my time and life into to get through that but uh not the one i played (laughs) i it's not a bad game but it's not not a great great game and have you ever played um it's that dragon ball z jrpg on the super famicom and you use like cards to battle and stuff. Oh, can't say I, I have. think it's I think it's called like Super Sa- Super Saiyan Densetsu or something like that. Oh, I, I think I've heard of it. I fucking dude, I locked myself in my room for probably like a month and a half to two months and just played. And and the thing is, is it's it tells from the Saiyan saga up to 
the end of the Frieza saga. So, but but you have it's like a regular JRPG. So it's not like a lot of the other Dragon Ball games where it's like it's the Goku and Vegeta show now, because you can grind Yamcha <laughs> and try to like fight like the Ginyu Force with you know what I mean? Yeah. And so so like I love grinding and I love Yamcha. So I just remember putting hours and hours just grinding Yamcha and like Tien and stuff. Because if they don't die, they're if if you play it and you aren't a grind whore like me you'll you'll play the, like the Nappa fight and those characters will probably die and then you'll play through the rest of the game without them kind of thing right but if you're a grind whore you can actually keep them alive and continue with them to like Namek and stuff like that so i just that that was the game that got me through like a lot of well, a lot of hard times what's funny it's kind about, of off topic but i just I not really I'd... i mean what's what's cool about comfort games is that it doesn't matter what kind of game it is it doesn't even have to be your normal play game yeah i guess yeah like it's just a game that you play that you it it doesn't have to be mindless but it it almost feels like that's what you're going for when you're trying to a lot of times yeah right because you're winding down from something or you know you're just in this void of like you don't know what to do or it's almost like a meditative state like grinding to me yeah, well, just in just comfort games in general. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, so uh, my number two, which is actually probably tied with 10. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario World. Okay, I can Th- see that. That it's is a, a game. It's an easy game to pick up and play and put down and then pick up again later, you know? Right. And if you wanted to beat that game in an hour, you could because, like, there's the shortcuts and all the routes oh, and yeah. stuff. Like, you know, so if it's something that you're just looking to play for like an hour or so it's the perfect game like it, yeah, it's, it's a good game right and it's it, it's a very you know the music obviously you know the, upbeat, the yeah right the colors the you know yoshi is in the game like there there's all these different things that just culminate in being a really good comfort game yeah it is a good chill game i'm not a like i'm, I'm like the biggest probably anti-Mario guy, but there there are, like, a couple Mario games that I even I can't deny, and Super Mario World is by far the best Mario game. Like, well, that's that's also, and this might give the listeners some uh, insight into you, you're actually not that great at 3D platformers because of, like, death perception. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, like... There's only a, only a couple I can play, and it's usually when they, like, make make something to make it easier to like land i guess so like spyro and ratchet and clank and that's pretty much it um crash 4 now it is a harder game than usual but crash 4 actually uh put a circle underneath crash so anytime oh, he jumps okay. you can see where you're going to land okay that's nice one thing though that that kind of gets me is is like how far like i can't see how far a jump is like i don't know like i have no depth 3d depth perception in video games right so i don't have depth perception problems and i think that like sometimes those 3d platformers are just super hard to gauge yeah it is it's super it's super tough but i I, ratchet and clank almost has like that mini jump at the end so you can correct at the last second and then spyro you're gliding right so you can kind of well, and the the, the good thing with Crash is like Crash will have like a double jump or something, you know. So you're not yeah, always Yeah, usually a double jump helps helps me like quite a bit. Right. But uh 
What's your what's your number two? My number two is Outrun, the arcade version. Uh, I'll either play it on the Saturn or I'll play it on the Switch because it's on the Switch now. Uh, it's a classic Sega um, arcade arcade racing game and it's not even a racing game it's a driving game and that is a very important fact because (laughs) you're not racing other cars you're just trying to drive till the end of the course and there's a bunch of different uh paths you can take i think man there's probably like there's probably like 20 different routes you can take but there's there's five or six different endings uh there's like the a b c d e ending kind of thing but then every time you turn it it changes like there's there's like a bunch of different branches and paths you can take and courses um that one and then there's uh outrun uh coast to coast 2006 or outrun 2 whatever you want to call it those those are like those games are just excellent the best the best racing slash driving games in my opinion of all time the drift mechanics are absolutely perfect in uh outrun 2 um and the the arcade game is just chill as fuck like the music in that in those games is phenomenal, absolutely perfect for what the games are, driving and stuff like that. And it's just the you're just going for a joyride basically, and you don't have to spend ass loads of money on gas. <laughs> it's it, it honestly it has that same feeling like you know when you first got like your drive. I don't know if if that's what they do like there, but here when you first get like your driver's license or you're like in high school in a small town the best thing you do is just you and your buddies just hop in a car and you just right. drive around. Oh yeah. Right? We do that here too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like that same feeling, right. And you're just going for a cruise and it's got like the, uh, do you know what like super scalers are where like the, it's like sprites that are far away and they're like blasting past. Oh you yeah, yeah. 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 It's just one of those. And it's just so relaxing to play. Definitely uh, even better if you're uh, hitting the old legal greens, if you know what I mean. So it's uh, the Gessel Greens. Is that what the the Chocobos? Yeah. How do you how do you say it? Does it do they ever say it in any of the games? Is it pronounced Gessel or Gessel? I think it's like I I honestly don't know. I, I always I, call it Gessel Greens, but yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, but it's it's a great. There's just fantastic racing games to play, and uh, the the speed, the feel of speed in the in like Outrun Two and Outrun Coast to Coast is uh, is so well done as well. Like you can be drifting at like three hundred kilometers an hour and you're just fucking blasting. They also have like bonus modes in that one where you have to stay in the in certain zones while drifting and stuff to like rack up points and yeah, they kind of had a fucking game. They kind of had a similar thing in uh, I want to say it was it Need for Speed. Uh, there was one where like drifting was like a big mechanic in it and you could do like drift courses and stuff like that. Remember like, uh, the burnout games and yes, stuff too? Yes, dude, those burnout, burnout used to be a comfort game for me when it was yeah, readily available. Well, I think it was burnout three or something like that. Yeah. They need to remake three because they keep putting like paradise city, but it's not the same as any of the previous yeah. ones. Did you ever play uh flat out? Never heard of that one. Flat Out is uh, like a derby slash racing game uh, where you like you try to eject yourself out of the out of the windshield. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a, a stunt driving kind of game. Okay. But like there's like these mini games that you can play where like I think there's one. It's like bowling. 
and you okay. try to get up as fast a speed as you can, and then there's like an eject button where you just shoot your guy through the windshield. That's hilarious. And it like shoots into the bowling pins and stuff. Um, another really fun driving game that I really like that a lot of people have not heard of, surprisingly enough, even though it's part of uh, a really famous driving game series, and it's Test Drive Eve of Destruction. Okay. And, and it's and it's literally a demolition derby game. And I remember me and my buddies would play it on like I think it was Xbox and we would get like four player split screen going right. on my buddy's TV and just beat the shit out of each other in in demolition derbies and stuff. And you can do like figure eight races, you can do like where you shoot like exploding rubber chickens at each other <laughs> or like uh there was one where like you had to drive a hearse backwards or uh, like revert, not reverse, but like the wrong way. Oh, like into oncoming traffic. Right. And they yeah, had yeah, to yeah. destroy the hearse before you finished. I think it was like three laps. And oh, it was, that's cool. Yeah. And, and there oh, was like that a, sounds like a fun game. Man. It is a fun game. And then there was like a bus one where like it's the bus has to destroy the cars before the cars finish the race or whatever. Okay. And it's it's a it's good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, dude. It's it's another really good comfort game if And that's a test that's part of the test drive series? Yeah, test drive Eve of Destruction. Interesting. It even has so a that was... it even has a career mode. Oh. Where you, like, that was such a popular series in like the early PC gaming era, like test drive like one through three yeah. on like dos and shit was like such a big deal back in the day well and of, like, test the drive most realistic driving te- game back then. test drive was big on playstation one and two also was it i was just playing like gran turismo one and two on uh, ps1 yeah i think uh test drive even destruction was on ps2 and it was on original xbox and it was a okay. lot of fun uh remember uh they aged like absolute diarrhea, but do you remember like playing a shitload of like twisted metal and stuff back yes. in the day? Yes. Those games were so much fun, but if you go back and try to play them now, they are absolute dog shit. Who was your driver? I used um I think his name was Thumper, the purple car that shot like shockwaves out the front. It was like a okay. pimp, pimp mobile kind of thing. And I would use either him or was it Axel, the guy with like yeah! the fucking that's those my guy the right two, there. Axel was the my guy. I yeah. Use. yeah, Axel was my guy. Uh, there was like a motorcyclist too that I used. Yeah, I, I don't I remember think his Grimm, name. I think his name. Yeah, was. I think it was Grim. Yeah. Have you have you seen the new show yet? No, I haven't. I haven't seen it either. I've been hearing good things though. Yeah, I don't know if I. I I'm really bad for like watching shows. Like I don't. Yeah, same. I don't watch shows very often, so it's like. I'm trying to watch that Dragon Quest, the adventure of die. And I am kind of like getting further along now. Like I'm on like episode 43 finally, but I mean, I, it takes me like a, over a year to watch like an anime season. Like I, I feel you. Never... Cause like, I, I feel like I have such a hard time, like making time to watch like shows and stuff yeah. and, and movies, especially like I haven't like yeah, movies. I might watch five movies a year now. Yeah. Same. Maybe if not that, even that. Yeah. yeah. Same. Uh, I so my third one this is my third and final game, and I I'm, I'm almost thinking it's more of a series than than just one standard game. And me and you actually played it together, so this might actually be your number three as well. Uh, the UFC games. 
Oh, those are good too to wind down. I li- I literally keep the uh, UFC four on my PlayStation five just so I can hop on, fight a couple Kumite matches. Yeah, and, yeah, and just, it's just a blast to play, man. Yeah, because it's like it's just a fighting game. Like you're just having fun with it. Yeah, yeah but yeah, that's that my number three. I I love it. I'm gonna. My number three is a bit of a twist. Bubsy right? 3D. No, no, <laughs> that's a pain. That's a pain game. <laughs> oh, Dra- I, Dragon Ball Sagas, then. Okay. No, that's also a pain game. When I need to feel pain. When I, I need to live again. Games. Yeah. Uh, no, Blitzball. <laughs> I literally keep Final Fantasy X on my PS4 at all times, so that I can fire up, play a couple fucking games of Blitzball. I love Blitzball so much. You sadistic and, bastard. And dude, it's so good. I I swear, I swear. I got to make a tutorial video on how to play Blitzball because I swear at least 50% of the people that hate Blitzball do not know how to play Blitzball. Right. Well, and it, it's once you get to a certain point, it's it's pretty much automatic. Like if you have Ty, uh, Titus brother and Waka on your team, it, yeah, it, I usually I mean, put them as my forwards. Yeah, and I I always have that. Uh, I want to say it's the Guado keeper. I can't think of his. It's like Zav Guado or something like that. Is I used cool? to have. Yeah, I or used the to. Albed I, keeper. He's one of the best. I have in the some game. chick in my goalie now. But yeah, right now. But I'm on like, dude. I'm probably on like my like 30 second season of Blitzball. Like, nice. I'm just I'm just always playing. You know. The, well, the best part about a... Blitzball is the reward you get for Waka, where it's like. I think it's called attack reels and it does 99,999 damage 12 times. If you get it right. Yeah. So you want to know how much I love Blitzball? I have never used that move. I've played Blitzball for billions of hours, but I've never actually, I probably have it, but I've never used it. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've I like, I, what I do is I'll like beat, I'll play, I'll play Blitzball while I'm playing through the story but I'll beat the game, and then on my last save, I literally just I keep that save there so I can just keep playing Blitz. Well, and I don't think you can get attack reels, element reels, and even his ultimate weapon until you've gotten to a certain point in the game anyway. So if you're doing it like before you get the airship, I think you pretty much won't get it anyway. Yeah, no, I'm like right before like you go inside of sin that's oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah yeah. that's where my save is oh yeah so then so, you should definitely yeah. have it i probably have it yeah and like even like you know how like before each match you're supposed to line up like ooh, you could learn this move from this guy yeah, yeah. like i have them all so there's like no point in doing any of that but i i only get like a select few and then it's kind of pointless yeah. after that yeah 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 you know yeah. I think I don't think there's an achievement for it, but there might be for getting all the moves. But I don't think there is. I don't no, think they. I don't think so. I know there's one for like getting everything on the sphere grid, which I still don't have. But no, uh, but that would be a game that would be like I don't know. It's fun to grind in that game too. So yeah, but but yeah, that's I. The thing about comfort games for me is that like it doesn't matter. Like we said earlier, it doesn't matter what kind of game it is. If you come home and you're like, I've had a shit day, I just want to play a video game, but I don't want to think about playing a video game. I just want to yeah. like play it, get in a better mood, or do something. That's that's all a comfort game requires. I mean, some people play Elden Ring as a comfort game, and yeah. to me and you, that might not be the case. But like, and I love Elden Ring, and I like I've played it sometimes when I have had nothing else to play or mm-hmm. have not been in the mood to play anything else. You know, I'll I'll load it up or whatever. 
Uh, 14 is a good comfort game for me. Because uh, you can sit in an area and listen to the area music or, you know, while you craft stuff or while yeah. you, you know, if you're... There's always something to do usually in like right. an MMO, right? Well, yeah, so. an, an MMO is like the perfect comfort game because there's so many yeah. different things you can do. You can level up a character, you can craft, you can do dungeons, you can do trials, you know, you yeah. can do raids. I mean, there's so many things you can... You, or you can just sit, turn it on sit in a certain location like i like to sit in ishgard because it has a certain song that i like or kugane at night has a certain song that i like uh and i just sit there and i'll do something else and i'll leave my headphones on or i'll play it through my speakers yeah you know it doesn't you don't even necessarily have to play the game for it to be a comfort game so I, i think like sometimes people get too hung up on what is and isn't a certain type of game it yeah, is what yeah. you it is what you make of it, you know. Absolutely. Well, it's like even like Star Trek Online. I'll fire it up, and m- me and me and my buddies will do like our dailies or something, and then it's just we're literally just visiting on dis- Discord. We'll go to like Earth Space Dock and just start dry humping on people <laughs> trying to like work on their ships and stuff. And then they have like this menu up on their screen, and as soon as they close the menu, they've got like two dudes surrounding them just. Just grinding on them. <laughs> right. And it's like, that's the other thing, too. People comfort... get so mad, dude. Right. And a comfort game can be something that you play with your friends. Like, yeah. like we played UFC together yeah, a while yeah. back, you know? Like, that was comforting because, like, even though we were trying to win, it, it was something we both enjoyed and something that, like, you know, we weren't looking to do anything with it we were just yeah exactly looking to play. playing it to play it we we're mostly hanging out and just having something to do while right hanging out kind of like right? kind of like doing the podcast you know yeah exactly but exactly i did want to say when you were when you were saying uh you you weren't like completely on the fence for Baldur's gate three and then you made up that bullshit story about your friend getting you into it but i noticed you didn't purchase it until after they announced you could fuck a bear <laughs> jesus <laughs> Well, what's funny is I didn't purchase it until, was it Tuesday of last week? Might have been Tuesday. It was either Monday or Tuesday, I think, that I bought it. Because I was like, I I played Early Access with my friend, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to buy this. And then I, you know, do what I always do, and I got obsessed, and then I started looking up videos, and I started looking up, you know, gameplay mechanics, and... Dungeons and Dragons shit and builds and all kinds of stuff. Dungeons and, then, and Dragons movie? I've not seen it yet. Neither have I. I heard it's really good, though. This might actually encourage me to play it. Like, watch it, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah watch it. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. Yeah. We were talking about games, so. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the moment we've all been waiting for. Yes. The Q&A session. Now, do we want to start the questions and then do our greens or do we want to do our greens now let's do let's do our first gessel green before we uh before we get to the first question so we're gonna start from the top of these questions and we're gonna start with dj gonzalez who on facebook asked about my thoughts about one piece now uh something i've been watching kind of behind the scenes uh haven't really talked about it a whole lot socially um, I just got past the uh, Arlong Park arc of the of the show. Uh, I gotta say, I I always, had always heard One Piece was like this huge thing. It was hard to get into. Like if you didn't start from the beginning or or close to the beginning, that it was gonna be 
really hard to get into. Um, I actually am kind of enjoying it. Uh, it's it's less about like it's not like Dragon Ball Z where like it's it's building up to the next like transformation kind of or, or power. Or something. I mean, it does transition to the next big bad, but like you know how Dragon Ball is like, oh my god, we got this new power. Oh my god, we got this new uh, form. We got this. We got this. You know, it, mm-hmm. it just keeps piling up. This is more about the adventure. This is oh, more okay. about the journey, which is why, like, it's it's taken <clears throat> this long to get to where it's at now, because it's kind of like, so it, it kind of reminds me of how you describe Dragon Quest. Luffy and the other, like, we'll call it, you know, the pirates, they are going port to port, town to town, figuring out themselves, figuring out who to help. Uh, there was one episode where Luffy wanted to go see where the Pirate King had been executed. Right. So he so he goes to this island, and the the military force is called the Marines, and they are like they're anti pirate, obviously. So like Luffy goes there, and he ends up encountering like a uh, one of the really higher ups in the Marines and stuff, and it's all about like overcoming that conflict and like. Luffy really wanted to see where the pirate king got executed. So he got to see that. And like, that was his like goal for the episode was to see that. Uh, okay. Then like, there's, there's times where like, they'll help a village or a character or one of the characters will, will have like a backstory and they'll actually explore that backstory over the next four or five episodes where you end up like Nami. She's one of the characters in it that's going with them. Well, she actually is part of Arlong's, pirates and nobody knows and so like she goes back to her island but in reality she's just trying to save her island from the pirates Mm. so like luffy goes with her and like helps her out fights arlong saves her village stuff like that and then like it helps the characters move on to the next phase of the story and i i'm really enjoying it i i did not think i was going to you know a lot of fan bases are insufferable i'm not saying the one piece community is but when you have all these people saying oh one piece is great one piece is this one piece is that and it's like is it really that good or is it just the fan base is blowing it up into this thing and i gotta say like i there's nothing that's been mind-blowing so far but i honestly do feel like the show is really good okay i i tried (laughs) To get into it once and it's not for me like a hundred percent like the the anime cringe is is like my number one deterring factor when it comes to like modern jrpgs and modern anime and that show probably has the most anime cringe out of like any show i've seen in a very very long time like i can't even do it like like sometimes even like the name of his pat, like Gum Gum Powers, like I can't do it, man. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I I could see that. It's not as it, it depends on the episode, but yeah, I I, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, I can't do it. Uh, but. yeah, I mean, it, I'm liking it, but you don't really, you're not really into anime anyway. No, so I'm it's not like an anime guy. So it's like you wouldn't probably take the chance to jump on a thousand episode anime yeah yeah i think i i think i saw three episodes like the first three 
And then I was like, yeah, this just isn't, I can't do it. Yeah, I, I feel you. I mean, it, it happens. Um, DJ also asked, uh, uh, niche game we wish was more accessible. Well, I mean, I'm going to go with Dragon Quest because that's still, like, could you imagine if Final Fantasy still didn't release games here, like in the yeah, West? That like, would be... that Dragon Quest is still in that fucking phase. It's, yeah. it's crazy, man. There's so many games that don't make it over here. Yeah, and it's like, so Dragon Quest Ten is like their big MMO for Dragon Quest, and it requires an English patch, like a fan translation, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, that it it does, I mean, I get that they're, they're running 14 and, you know, 11 still, but it's like, you could probably bring Dragon Quest Ten over and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah. But I... I don't know. This one's tough for me because I don't really have a, a niche game that I. I don't know. That's that's. T- I might have to come back to that one, but I I just I don't have really have an answer for that one. Yeah. Uh, also on Facebook, Chris Patrick, favorite dinosaur. Oh, that's a good question. I gotta go, Albertosaurus. <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, the only reason I like it is because it, it was found around here, and, uh, and they okay. always have they always have like the the skeleton and stuff on like display at like the local museums and stuff. It's it's basically like it's it's I think it's bigger than a T Rex, but it's basically uh, like okay. a similar similar concept. I think so. Mine, and this is going to be connected to something else, but this is why I like the Triceratops. So because the Blue Rangers, yeah, favorite Power Ranger. Blue Ranger, really? Blue Ranger used to be my favorite Power Ranger, like ever. So uh, I really like Triceratops, and it's always been my favorite dinosaur. Nice Triceratops is a solid dino, man. Yeah, I mean it's got three horns, so how can you go wrong? <laughs> right, and a shield for a head, basically. Right. So Dustman on YouTube. Asked about playing Lost Odyssey, and if we have, would we like to see it remastered and released on current consoles slash PC? I feel yeah. like all the Mistwalker games need to be released on modern consoles and PC. Right. Like we finally got news due to an accidental leak that that uh Fantasian. Fantasian is coming to PC. I hope it comes to like PS4. But if not, I'll fucking try to get that shit working through Steam or GOG because I can't get PC games working ever. But I was planning on like being like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do whatever I can to play this fucking game on my TV and be able to stream it. And I was going to like download some sketchy ass fucking software on my phone to try and get it to work. But it, it is very relieving knowing that it's very likely coming to, right. to PC at, least, at the very least. And I feel like I feel actually, like, you know what? I'm gonna change my answer about the niche game, Fantasian. Miss, yeah, just Mistwalker games in general. Yeah, Mistwalker really. games in yeah. general. Yeah, they've they've been just trapped on like non JRPG consoles and platforms since like the fucking dawn of the company, basically. Actually, I have Lost Odyssey on disc. Yeah, I have it too. And, I wanted, and my, I to grab it. But I've never oh, played it. Nice. I haven't played it yet. Mine's on my shelf over there. But yeah, uh, it's really good. Um, I hear it is. Yeah, the music's awesome. The story's awesome. It's just really, really good. 
I also uh, have Last Story. I have Blue Dragon. I have Blue Dragon as well. It's on my shelf. I didn't grab that one though. Nice. Uh, I haven't played. I haven't played any of them though. It's funny because I, I want to. We have yeah. a we have another question later on that's about Last Story as well. Yeah, I, I think definitely Lost Odyssey for sure needs to be on modern modern systems. Yeah, All right. definitely. I would love. I, I'm going to play it on the 360 if I have to, but I would love to play it on the PS4. Should oh, we take yeah. some more Gessel Greens? Uh, all right. So this is a combined question from Dustman and Shazza Rose on YouTube. Uh, the question was basically, what's your earliest gaming memory? First game you played, and which game solidified your love of gaming for life? And then Dustman asked, what moment from a video game solidified our love for gaming? Now, my question is, is it Dustman or Dustman? Because Dustman, I think, is in Mega Man 4. Yeah, it's probably it's probably Dustman. I don't know. I'm, stu- <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> so, what game, what was the first game you remember playing? Is that basic, kind of like what the yeah. question was? Um, what was your earliest, earliest gaming memory? Yeah, so the first game I think I ever played was actually Double Dragon 2. And that's why, like, earlier when I said double like I'm, i've been a double dragon fan since i was fucking born basically like i remember like you know when your mom buys like a console or buys something moms don't know things they they just buy shit and think think they're doing the best right so my mom bought an nes and it came with mario and duck hunt but she didn't know so she was like well i better buy a game for this so she bought double dragon 2 so the first game I actually remember ever playing was Double Dragon 2 with my mom, and we didn't know how to jump because in Double Dragon 2... I um, remember this story, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Double Dragon 2, you, uh, you depending on... Your A and B buttons are, like, left and right attack. So if you're, like, facing this way, A will punch, and B will do a back kick. If you're facing the other way, B will punch, and A will do a back kick. So, in order to jump, you have to press both buttons at the same time, but we could not fucking figure that out, and we were just, like, there's a part where you have to, like, jump over a ledge, and I just remember getting stuck there. Sometimes you'd fall and die, and then you'd spawn on top of the ledge, and you're like, all right, we can keep playing now. <laughs> so, God, games were such dog shit back then. <laughs> it's a good game, but it's, like, yeah. I was, I was like, four years old, right? And my mom had never played a video game before, so we were just, like... That was my earliest gaming memory. So my earliest gaming memory is actually also with my mom. Uh, we had a an NES, and she had Super Mario Brothers 1 on it. And when I was like three, I think it was, um, I was, I didn't realize that I wasn't playing. Like my mom handed me a broken controller. Okay, with, the classic. With, with a shoestring for the cord. And like I'm I didn't know any better. So like yeah. I was just sitting there playing along, you know, and like that's the I mean, it's not technically the first game. Well, I guess it is the first game I played because I did play it later, but it it was the first experience I had had with gaming and I wasn't even actually doing anything. <laughs> I feel like everybody does that. Like unless you have unless you have like Sonic the Hedgehog 2 where they can just fuck around his tails. I feel like everybody has done that to like a kid before where they just like give them a controller that's not plugged in and be like, hey, you're doing good. <laughs> but What's funny is so my my son, like, obviously, he's not old enough yet to play video games. He's only he's not even one and a half yet. But yeah, like he gets 
he'll look at the TV and he'll see me playing a game. Like I'll be playing like, I don't know, UFC or, you know, something like that. And yeah. he'll be watching me play and then he'll want to grab a controller. Yeah. So like, I just give him one that's either, you know, dead or, you know, that he can't really mess anything up with if he hits a button or something like that. Yeah. But it's cool. Cause like, that's how I'm kind of passing it down is like, he's playing with controllers that aren't working. Yeah. Yeah. Know? It's it's scarier now because like with a PS1 controller, it's just like I can I can unplug this and do anything and nothing's going to affect anything. But with like with like PS4 and stuff, if they press this button, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't it's it's not quite the same because if you have to like get like an older console controller right. or get like a a kids toy controller or something, right? Right. Yeah, and he's got one, but he's. I've also got like an Xbox 360 controller that doesn't work that I let him play with. So, uh, he's uh, he's learning it. And then the game that made you like fall in love with gaming—that's a fucking hard one for me. <clears throat> I remember playing like the first Dragon Quest at my babysitter's, but I think I had already loved video games by that point. So, I don't know. It might... I'm trying to think of, like, some of my early games. It might have been, like, Mega Man, but I didn't... Like, Mega Man 1 was really good. Or, or at, at the time, I thought it was really good. But it's not really that good of a game compared to, like, the rest of them. So, I don't know what... I'm trying to think of like what some of those early games are that I played because some sucked. Like I had, I had. Remember Yoshi? Have you ever played Yoshi yeah. with like the stacking? Like fuck, yeah. man. I had some shit games when I was a kid. I think mine is probably, and this is gonna. I'm gonna be a basic bitch here, but I, I would say that the first game that really made me love video games was probably Super Mario Brothers Three. Yeah, I would say that that's probably the one because like. The music, the like, the suits that you could wear and stuff, like the Tanuki suit and the I can't remember raccoon. which one it is. The raccoon, the frog, the, the frog. frog yeah, it's like it, it was the first game I played where like it was it was bright. Obviously, I was young too, so it's like it was bright. It was yeah, you know, the music was catchy and repetitive, and that's like you know, it's what kids love. So yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I would say Super Mario Brothers three was the first game that really solidified my love for games. Yeah, I I can't remember. I'm I'm going to say Mega Man 1 because I used to like rent it quite often and I didn't really I I want to say it was like the first game I rented too, like that that was good anyways cuz like when you're a kid you just fucking I remember like renting. You remember like like Othello? It's it, it's like I've heard of it, but it's... Yeah, it's fucking shit. It's like a board game, basically, like Checkers, but on Nintendo. Oh, okay. Like, I, w I would just rent fucking anything, you know what I mean? Right. Like, when I was a kid. I remember my parents being like, no, you can't read or rent that one because there's too much reading and you can't read yet. <laughs> and I'd be like, fuck! <laughs> I'd, like, cry because I wanted to play Roger Rabbit. Spoiler alert, this was just last week. This was last week. Yeah. <laughs> my parents didn't want to read to me the whole time neither do i <laughs> but that's what i got you for right yeah that's why i'm <laughs> reading the questions <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh what's funny is too like it, there's so many different answers you can come up with this because like 
what was the first game that solidified my love for gaming? Well, I would say Super Mario Brothers 3, you know? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, what moment from a video game solidified your love for gaming? Like, is it from the same game that you... Yeah. that solidified your love for gaming in general? Or is it like a game that really hit home for you what in was like the... a moment? <clears throat> What was the I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna add this question. What was the first game that like knocked your cock off? You know what I mean? Like 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 the like I say like Mega Man might be the first game that made me like fall in love with gaming, but what was the first game that like you like you know that feeling when when like I, I can't wait to get home from school? Like you go to school and all you can think about is getting home to play that game. What was what was your first game that was like that? Uh, I would say probably, uh, it's either, a it's either Pokemon Red. Ooh, that's a good choice, too. Or, uh, actually, no, I'm gonna go with Pokemon Red. I think that was the first game that really made me, like, I can't wait to get home, or, you know, I'm gonna bring my Game Boy with me to, to recess. Get it, or, it away at school. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, you know, I think that was the first game where I was, like, pro- probably what you would say addicted to a game. Yeah. Was that your first JRPG? I, you know, I think it was. My first full-fledged, like, story mode adventure game RPG, JRPG was probably Final Fantasy VII. But, right. like, overall JRPG, I would say Pokemon was no- yeah. was my very first. So I think my first game like that was also like not my first JRPG, but my second one. And that would be on the NES Dragon Warrior 4, or now known as Dragon Quest 4. And it was just like everything about it was just it was so ahead of its time. And it was so the story was so well told. The world was so gigantic. And, like, I just remember wanting to see everything and wanting to go to all the towns. Like, they really put an emphasis, especially in um, not the first chapter, but the second and third chapters of we of wanting to needing to go to Endor. There's like a, it's like kind of like the capital city of the of like the kind of main country mm-hmm. is is Endor. And the way Dragon Quest Four works is every chapter is a different. You play as a different character or group of characters, and so in two, I think it's I think it's chapter two. You're Elena, the the princess or whatever, who wants to participate in the tournament, and it's in Endor. So the whole the whole thing is like we got to get to Endor, blah blah blah. And then you get to you get to the tournament, you fight the tournament, and then her chapter ends. You don't really get to see a whole lot of Endor. And then, um, and then chapter three, you start as Tornico, who's also like one of my favorite video game characters of all time. And he's, uh, basically like a merchant. It's like the only JRPG where you play as a merchant and it's an NES era JRPG. And you're literally the start of the game. You're standing behind a counter selling swords to whoever walks through the door. And like, I just thought that was the coolest shit ever as a kid. And he has to save up enough money and get enough stuff so he can make the trip to Endor. And because he wants to, he has a whole a family shop him and his wife run in, in like their hometown, but they want to make it big. And the best way to do that is to go to the city and be able to open a shop there. Right. So his whole, 
life goal is to get and to be able to open a shop in Endor. So mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know the, the way they make it. So like there's these play, there's you're always hearing about places in that game and it just makes you want to go there so bad. And when you're a kid and you're experiencing all these different characters, all these different stories and all these different locations, you just, you just want to keep going. And, and you obviously can't cause you have to go to bed. You have to go to school and stuff like right. that. And, that was the first game for me that was that was like that and thankfully it was a game where you could save because there were a lot of kids that had a game like that and it, they i remember telling them saying like oh i just leave it on pause the whole day and it's like fuck man the odds of your game fucking up and you having to start that whole game right so high well and like so i want to say that so final fantasy 7 impacted me obviously but i think the probably the first time that a game like blew me away was probably final fantasy eight with the dollop mission and like the build up was so good. Like the, that opening cutscene for the entire game, like the squall versus uh cipher cipher fight. fight that cutscene It is so iconic. Yeah, it is. It really grabs it's, you like now, immediately obviously i played seven but eight was the first time that i had played like a game where i could legitimately like understand what was going on because right. like when i played seven i was super young and i, I was oh okay. i was able to read but like there no, was you obviously didn't understand what was going on right so to the degree that like you right should. so i didn't understand what was going on to the degree that i did with final fantasy eight so i was able to like that opening cutscene, and then the Dalit mission, and then like the mission in the city where you know you're supposed to be killing the sorceress, and you know like she ends up stabbing him through the chest. Like, yeah, cutscenes like that, like moments like that, are what really solidified my love for like RP JRPGs stuff like that because I didn't really see Pokemon as a JRPG back then. Right, right. It's so just, it's like a basic JRPG. Yeah, right? it's just an adventure game. Like yeah, and it those games seem a lot longer when you're a kid than they ever do when you're an adult. Like the yeah. Pokemon games. Yeah. The but, um, it's kind of funny that you said that about Final Fantasy VIII being your first JRPG where you were like old enough to really know what was going on and all that because that that was me too. Like um. I had played uh, Dragon Quest four and I, I understood enough to be able to beat the game. Um, I didn't understand all the little intricacies of like the story and like the details of, of the characters and what was completely happening to them uh, when I was a kid, but I didn't play another JRPG until final fantasy eight. And that was the first one that I played too, where I, I actually knew what was going on. And I think that's a big part of why that game means a lot more to me than it would like regular fans of the of right the i think i think that's the same for me because like mm-hmm. like we said that is the one game where I, like i understood what was going on and the the cutscenes were at that time like that was our oh, high definition they right? were like they really were they were way above and beyond anything else at the time and even yeah. after it really like the cutscenes in that look better than even like chrono cross cutscenes i think yeah, and like Cross came out like quite a ways after that. Yeah, and like it, it's one of those things where like it, it just you you usually remember the first JRPG that impacted you like that. 
Mm-hmm. And eight just has so many things that that pop up in my mind, like the Balam Garden, uh, yeah. the music, like just everything that that game set up is yeah, yeah. probably the first time I fell in love with JRPGs or like solidified my love for gaming Game. moment moment wise. I think I think Dragon Warrior Four, it was like it was like goals and and moments that that I would like remember and latch on to when I was a kid more so than like the overarching story. Mm-hmm. But with, with once, once I played final fantasy eight, it was like, the st- it was everything, right? The story, the world, the characters, like everything. So I think, I think what we should do is episode eight of the, of the gaming effect will be the final fantasy eight episode. Okay. I think I'll, we should I'll do agree. That. I'll agree to that. I think we should do that. Yep. Final Fantasy VIII podcast, episode eight. You heard it here. Bookmark it, folks. It's going. <laughs> it's going down. It's buddy. going down. Uh, next question. Next question. Next question. All right. Wiz <laughs> Catches Lightning asked off YouTube. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah, he's cool. Which games, are, <laughs> which games are you both looking forward to the most over the next year? Could be a rumored game as well. Uh, definitely Dragon Quest Monsters 3, The Dark Prince, like hands down top of the top of the old food chain for me right now. Uh, right now, uh, with me playing the game I was excited for, I would say the next game that I'm excited for, uh, is probably going to be, I mean, it's not a game technically, but, uh, the DLC for Cyberpunk is coming out. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, I'm also excited for Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars remake. Oh, uh, right. That's that's coming out soon as well. I'm I'm really excited for that. So I would say those are probably my my top two um, as of right now because everything that I want so far has come out. So yeah, maybe guess, maybe Aoden Chronicles since uh, it got delayed. Yeah, I I kind of figured it was gonna because yeah. you hadn't heard anything about it like all right. this year pretty much. It, so. It's delayed till I think they said quarter two of next year. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take some more Gessel greens. All right. I think that was two questions. Yeah. To keep us honest. All right, our uh, good buddy Mike critiques on YouTube. Uh, what is a good JRPG for people who struggle to get into the genre? I can think I, of two. I, I can th- think I, two. I can think of two as well, but I think one of them is going to be the same answer. But I'm, yeah, I think so too. What is your first answer? My first one, I think I got to go with Chrono Trigger. That's the one I was going to go yeah, with. I got to go with Chrono Trigger because the pacing in that game is exceptional. It's not too grindy, but you can grind if you want to. Um, the combat is fast. It's fluid. There's, there's no random encounters. There's no random encounters. And it's not one of those games where it's like, um, like in Final Fantasy 13, the game's a fucking narrow hallway. And anyone who's like, I love when the monsters are on screen, have never played a game where you're in a, in a smaller area and now you have to fight every single monster every three steps where you'd be better off with random encounters. You'd have less like encounters, you know, but no, you, you can usually sneak around. Um, there's some areas where you're forced to have an encounter, but which is nice if you want to grind too. Right. Right. But the well, story is really good. The characters are excellent. The pacing's really good. The story is really well told too. It's not right. like <clears throat> some final fantasies 
sorry, some Final Fantasies are very like a little over convoluted. Like mm-hmm. some some of the some of the Japanese writing gets a little wonky, right? You find that with like anime and JRPGs all the time. But with uh, with with Chrono Trigger, it really feels very not not completely surface level. Like there's some depth to it, but it it's it's just a solid well-told story with a well-developed world and it's it's a really it's a really solid title for beginners of the genre like super solid title i mean it is the perfect jrpg to start out with uh i i like it i I mean i love that game it's it's one of my all-time favorites um it, it was like you know the first time music for me had been really transformative when it came to video games um yeah, I, I think that's probably my number one. That's what's, my number one. What's your sure. What's your number two? My number two now has got to be Dragon Quest Eleven. Like, it's. I think the only negative is that it's so long. Like, if 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 you were gonna get into a JRPG for the first time, I'm always gonna say Chrono Trigger because uh, it's twenty five hours. Because it's twenty five hours. Dragon Quest Eleven is like fucking. 120 hours like 93 to 120 hours to complete the game it's super long but it's uh it's really well animated it's fucking the story's really well told again it's got incredible characters very simple gameplay it's as it's as hard as you want it to be basically until you get to the third act where shit starts to get pretty tough um and it's not super grindy until the very end either. And on-screen encounters that are easily dodgeable. You can get you can cheese EXP once you get your horse because you can dash through monsters that are weaker than you and kill them on your horse and get the EXP that way. Like there's, it, and it's also got it, it's it's got that like NES slash Super NES slash PS One JRPG feel. Very traditional, but with, but with all the quality of life improvements that JRPGs have made over the years. Right. So I think that's why. And then if I had to name a third, I'd say Final Fantasy Four for almost all the same reasons as Chrono Trigger, but it's a lot more grindy. It gets a lot more difficult. I feel at the end. Um, I would say my number two would have to be Final Fantasy Ten. Uh, we oh, talked about we oh. talked we touched on it earlier, but. The difficulty is not that high for the most no. part, um, except for like a few difficulty spikes, like the third Seymour fight and like uh, Jekt can be kind of hard. Yeah, but it should be the final a final boss. I feel like right. if, if the whole game is smooth, well, even in Chrono Trigger, la- the Lavos encounter is grueling as fuck. But I mean, it gives you something to prepare for, right? Right. Well, and Final Fantasy X for me is like there's so much to offer. It is. It's a very, it's not super long. Its story is well told. Its pacing is really good. Yeah, it is. Its combat is really cool. And it's, it's, there's a lot of potential in it. Um, It's more basic, I think, than Chrono Trigger. Just because, like, you don't have triple text and you don't have all this, like. Yeah, that's true. The combinations and stuff. But I, I would say great music. Voice acting, which I know a lot of people, you know, mm, a lot helps. of people yeah. enjoy their games more when there's voice acting. Uh, you know, difficulty's not that high. You know, the weapon system's cool. The summon system's cool. Like, it's a very good introductory the gear, game. The gear just... is very easy to do right. as well compared to a, a lot of other JRPGs. Like, you well, it's have customizable. a weapon and an armor, right? And then yeah. you... 
and then you can like change what what you want their features to be but you're not equipping like gloves like right. body armor like it, it kind of streamlines that hey right and it just it does feel like the perfect introduction to even even if not saying jrpgs but maybe final fantasy yeah it's it's a good introductory game yeah i agree actually it's kind of funny you said that because that's the one and only i think jrpg my wife has ever played was final fantasy 10 it's a great start yeah uh and then i would say if i had to pick a number three um i don't know i don't those are the 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 two that really really come to mind. Maybe Super Mario RPG. I would say I'm I'm not a fan of the game personally, but I would say it's a good introductory game. Yeah, I because... hope the I hope the remake fixes. There's some bullshit in that game due to the mainly due to it being an isometric uh, mm-hmm. perspective. But I I and just from the trailers, some of the bullshit parts were shown in the trailers, and it looks like they like redeemed them. So right, and it it just I. It's a game that I've played several times over the years. Um, and I, could, I guess you could actually add it to my comfort games too. But um, I I think, yeah, with the combat system and it being like Mario, like millions of people have played and love Mario, you know, like yeah. it, it's a recognizable franchise created by a company that is recognized for JRPGs. And it just it's it's the perfect combination of you know Mario and RPG elements that people would get behind. So nine uh, asked this one of me. He goes, "You can only pick one, and the other disappears. Which do you choose? From soft games or Final Fantasy games?" And as tough as this question could have been to answer, I think because of my long history with the franchise i was gonna say final fantasy games would have to stay like i love FromSoft games i love elden ring i love like the entire dark Souls series bloodborne sekiro i love all those games but like two of my comfort games are final fantasy games exactly you know i feel so. i feel like i feel like final fantasy and like dragon quest kind of like shaped who i am too right like like i don't know just so let me let me turn this on you final fantasy or dragon quest oh final fantasy could hit the hit the brick (laughs) i figured that was gonna be your answer d52110 asked have you played last story what do you love about it and do you think it's the best game from mistwalker Okay, so now I, that question makes me want to play the game even more. I have not played it yet. I just I saw it at um, there's like a used game store in the city near me, and I was like, "Holy fuck! I've never heard of this game before." And then I was like, "This is fucking done by the Gooch himself." <laughs> and I didn't. I had no idea this was a Sakaguchi and Uematsu game. Yeah. So I, I'm Lost super Odyssey stoked is to play too. it, man. And and now that yeah, I knew I knew Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon. But I don't know if Blue Dragon has uh, Uematsu or not, but I know it's Sakaguchi and and uh, I think it's t- Akira Toriyama, which is yeah. pretty sweet because it, it's kind of like a Dragon Quest swap almost. It's well, like it's, what uh, it's almost like a what if. What if what if it was what if Dra- Sakaguchi made a Dragon Quest kind of. Yeah. Um so I've wanted to play that forever, but this game I I've, I've always wanted to play, but now that you now that you think it's one of the best Mistwalker games. Now I want to play it even more. 
Like, I'm excited to play it. I've 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 never even seen a trailer or cutscene really? of the last story, and I want to keep it like that. So. See, I've never played it either. I've seen it played. I've seen trailers. I've seen stuff like that. Is it turn based? God, I hope it's turn. Dude, I don't even remember. I think it oh, is. Okay. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Pretty much anything from Sakaguchi is going to be turn based. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. It's one of those games that I've always wanted to play but never gotten around to. Do you, you have it too? Then the last I. Story? I don't. I don't have it because I never had oh. a Wii. Oh, really? Really? It's like one of the most most owned consoles I think of all time. Yeah, I went for, through a phase where like. After the Nintendo 64, I was all PlayStation oh, and Xbox all the way. Under fucking standable. <laughs> N64, we, I mean, <laughs> that is a garbage console. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Stephen Saunders on Twitter asks, thoughts on the Castlevania series, individual oh. games, the Netflix show. Oh, baby. That's one of my favorite series of all time. Um, when was that? Two or three years ago, I played through every Castlevania game the whole way through. I even played the uh, Castlevania, I think it was called Resurrection, on the on the Dreamcast. It never was released, but they have a, a copy of the unfinished game online, so I streamed that as well. I fucking love Castlevania so much. Um, my favorite games... I actually did a top 10 Castlevania games video, so you can check that out on my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Dookie03. Shameless plug. <laughs> and uh it, yeah i did that for like october i think last year i did top 10 castlevania but my favorites would be um growing up my favorites were uh obviously the first castlevania that game was just crazy uh when i was a kid um but castlevania 3 i really liked uh but it's incredibly hard i still think it's the hardest game in the series probably one of the hardest games on the nes um next to like battle toads which is fucking impossible um but uh tmnt yeah yeah i've never beat that either um fucking then uh what's the genesis one bloodlines castlevania bloodlines love that one um and then of course you've got uh like uh, your favorite your favorite being castlevania 64 right that is the worst game, dude. Okay, <laughs> I, I, that was the only one out of all the Castlevania games I streamed. That was the only one I didn't finish. The, dra the Dragon Ball sagas of, of Castlevania. It really, it truly is the <laughs> Dragon Ball Z sagas of Castlevania. It fucking is so bad. And not only that, but the game fucking crashed on me, man. And I was doing that Nitro Mandragora part. I don't know if you played the game, but there's a no, part where like, we're like, you know how in like, in like, like even like Final Fantasy or just any game where you're in like a three D direction movable environment. Yeah, there's there's always like a walk animation, and but your natural one with your if you're using an analog is to do the run because you're fucking trying to get a place. Well, in Castlevania sixty four, there's a part where you have to grab a nitro and a mandragora, and you have to like take them both to this wall to blow up this wall. And while you're carrying the nitro, you cannot run and you cannot drop down like anything bigger than this or it explodes, killing you instantly. And you have to do the whole thing over again. Oh, so I finished that after like after like five attempts on on when I was trying to stream it. And I was like, fuck, I finally did it. And I'm going back. I was like, I got to fucking save because 
I'm not doing this again. And I'm walking back to the save point, and this fucking werewolf guy comes. He starts howling, comes into the corner of my screen, clips into the wall weird, and the whole game locks up. And I was like, okay, fuck this game, man. I'm never playing this again. I have beaten it in the past, but that is the shittiest fucking castlevania game of all time uh, by far now i don't have much experience with the castlevania series oh man, uh, you gotta play them i have played one and i think three castlevania is truly the original dark souls like but i have not finished them the only game in the series i have finished is uh Lord, lords of shadow oh that one plays that that's almost like completely different i love that game though it's it's it's, it's good but the second one kind of sucked. Yeah, the second one kind of sucked. But the first one's really, really, really good. Um, yeah, that's the only one that I've ever finished was Lords you of Shadow. Should, you should go back and play the uh, like all of them. Honestly, they're all good, other than sixty four. I have a hard time with Metroidvania games. No, the only like only the out of the first ones, Simon's Quest is Metroidvania. Uh, you can skip that one if you want. A lot of people don't like that one. I really like it. Um, but it's Metroidvania, but there's also, like, only six dungeons. Like, it's not huge. It's an NES yeah. game, right? It's the first Metroidvania. Um, but uh, you could definitely do Castlevania 1, Castlevania 3, Bloodline, Super Castlevania 4, which is just basically a remake of the first Castlevania, uh, Rondo of Blood. They don't become Metroidvania until Symphony of the Night, and I would definitely, like, if you hate metroidvania games i would say maybe dip out after that after uh (laughs) after bloodlines and four um i'm trying to think i swear there was there was at least one more that wasn't uh a metroidvania after that but i can't remember um oh you know what you might like the the hack and slash ones there's lament of innocence on the ps2 and curse of darkness and they're more hack and slash kind of like what lords of shadow was like it was more hack and slashy uh Argue, arguably, Lament of Innocence may be the first ever hack and slash game. It was the first uh, 3D game like that 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 played like that, if I if I remember correctly. But yeah, no, excellent series. My favorites would be like now would be like Aria of Sorrow, um, Symphony of the Night, Portrait of Ruin. I had I, I played it for the first time. Uh, that and Aria and Dawn and all that. Well, I played that for the first time about two, three years ago. I had no idea. So I, I love Bloodlines or uh, Bloodlines. Yeah, Bloodlines. Sorry, we uh, we've had a couple uh, Gessel Greens. Um, I've I've uh played and loved Bloodlines since I was a kid, and I I, I knew Portrait of Ruin existed. And I love Soma, so I love like Ari of Sorrow, Dawn of Sorrow. And I was a little disappointed when when uh, uh, what is it, Portrait of Ruin didn't continue that story. I was like, oh, we're going to a new story. And then as I'm playing it, I'm finding out it's a fucking direct sequel to Bloodlines on the Sega Genesis. And I'm like, oh my god, this is like <laughs> these guys are like the kids of the fucking guys. Like, and they, and one of the guys from bloodlines is in portrait of ruin so that game that game's way up there for me too and it's like oh man i love that series so much did you watch the netflix show okay yeah so ah the netflix show i loved the first two seasons and then the pacing in the third was so bad that i couldn't i couldn't get past like i think i got like four episodes in i was 
the same reason I don't watch movies is the same reason I don't, I couldn't watch it. I, I literally like, I fall asleep really easy if I'm mm-hmm. not like if the pacing and something's not good and goddamn was the pacing brutal in the third season. So I haven't I, seen see, anything past that. I watched uh part of season one and I really enjoyed it. Uh, for the most part, the pacing is kind of kind of weird. I like how they introduced like Alucard and Dracula and like that whole story, that backstory and stuff that they had for him. But like, I I don't know. I enjoyed the show, but it felt like it was sometimes the the swearing and stuff felt like it was a thirteen year old kid that just discovered that they could swear. Yeah like forced felt a bit forced yeah it felt a little bit too like excessive yeah and it i mean don't get me wrong like i'm i obviously don't care about like adult themes or adult language or whatever but it just it 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 felt like sometimes they threw in swear words just to throw them in yeah so i felt that way about final fantasy 16 (laughs) (laughs) they're well timed okay (laughs) just from what i've seen but no, I see what you mean though. Like it's it's uh it's it's not even that it's excessive in uh in the Castlevania anime. It's just not um I don't know. It just yeah, it's... Se- seems out of place more often than not. Right, exactly. Is, is I guess how I would word it, but yeah, I see what you mean. Uh Roger Chandler from YouTube asked any news of Dragon Age 4 or New Witcher games? Uh I I know Witcher 4 is currently being worked on. I don't think they've really revealed anything on it yet. And Dragon Age 4, I haven't really been paying attention to. I never really got into the Dragon Age games. No, same here. I played one of them. Origins? I think I have Origins. Yeah, I played the first one, whichever one that is. That's probably Origins, I would have to assume. That's the only one I've I've played a little bit of. Um, Witcher, is that the same team that did like Cyberpunk and is... And CD Projekt Red, yeah. Are they the ones doing that? What is it, Starfield? No, that's that, that's Bethesda. Oh, okay, okay. So that's like the that's like the the Mass Effect guys, or is that a different? That's Bioware. <laughs> I don't play a lot of Western RPGs. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, now this one, this last one isn't really well. It was a question, but. I got to give a shout out to my mods uh, from Twitch and Discord and stuff. They uh, they were like, oh, yeah, my question is uh, your mods and why are they so awesome? You know, it's something like that, right? You know, so I got to give a special shout out to all those guys. Uh, they're most of the people that I played 14 with and built my community with and stuff. So big shout out to the mods. You guys know who you are. Uh, so thanks for all your hard work. I really appreciate it, especially sticking with me over the last couple of years. After but you, uh, after you ghosted everyone, yeah, <laughs> for like three years, yeah. I think it was two. It didn't feel like a long time, honestly. It was two years, yeah, yeah. It didn't feel like that long. So we have some general questions that we'd like to uh, kind of let you guys get to know us, and this will probably be what we're going to wrap up with. Um, what is your favorite game of all time, and why? I will go ahead. Uh, my favorite game of all time currently is Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, the reason for it is, out of, out of all the things that I love in video games, you know, story, music, uh, you know, gameplay, obviously, 
and just atmosphere. Final Fantasy fourteen for me has all of that and more. And after, you know, my opinion on remake was not taking very well, uh I played fourteen with a group of people that I had met through YouTube and stuff yeah. and became my mods and stuff like that. And we all played the game together. And like, right. so 14 is one of those games where like it impacted me in so many different ways and wasn't even a game that I grew up playing. It was a game that I picked up like two or three years ago after. So I had played it when it came out on PS4. When the PS4 launched, I got it. Um, did you played... ever play the original? No, I did not. No, okay, no, me. Uh, My buddy Paul, I think, did. I played a Realm Reborn when it came out on PS4, and then I got to like level thirty-five or something, and I dropped it. And then you know, two or three yeah, years ago, two or three years ago, I started playing again, and that's when it really, you know, I'm five expansions in, and well, four expansions in, and and about to be five. And uh, still loving it. Still, still my favorite game of all time. A lot of people that saw the uh, the announcement of the the upcoming expansion, um, they were like, they were like, oh, Final Fantasy XIV is finally getting its uh, its uh, its beach episode. Like you know how anime yeah. always have like the <laughs> the beach episode where they go to the like the beach. <laughs> Yeah, there's a I I love the memes in the 14 community are really good too. So I I love just the atmosphere of it. Like there was there was two big pops in the crowd during FanFest and one of them was uh that they announced that there that gear sets are now going to have two die colors instead of just one, which doesn't sound like a huge deal, but like to the 14 community that's massive, you know. <laughs> okay. So then the other thing there's this meme it's the big fat taco meme and the Ultima song that you, I think you've played on theater. Rhythm, oh yeah. Theater rhythm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds like they're saying big fat tacos. Well, this, uh, this expansion takes place in like a Mayan Aztec South American type okay, location. Yeah. So one of the char- one of the fan favorite characters, Graha, he's walking through the crowd and then you see him take a bite of a giant taco oh my in God. in the trailer so everybody That's was like funny. everybody was like screaming when he was eating the taco cuz it like That's funny. not only is it graha but it's also that he's play they're playing into the big fat tacos meme That's funny dude So what's your favorite game My favorite game is Dragon Quest 11 of course um Definitive edition, if we got to narrow it down. <laughs> Echo S or S, <laughs> Echo, Echoes of an Elusive Age S. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's got everything, all the good things from a series I love more than anything. And um, and just, like I said, it, it streamlines uh, all, the, uh, all the annoying stuff that JRPGs can have too, right? So I love it for that. Tells a great story. Has probably some of my favorite characters in gaming i i didn't think i didn't think i'd find a cast of characters i loved more than the cast from dragon quest 4 uh and i i might like the cast from dragon quest 11 even more and just the world like dragon quest games do such a good job of giving a sense of exploration and 
and the the world of Airdria is really well done mm-hmm. and and just every area is very unique and distinct and it feels like you're traveling the world like i like traveling in my in my real life too right and dragon quest games do a good job of like this town is themed after like ireland this one mm-hmm. this this country is japan like you know what i mean like it doesn't that's really how with that's that. how 14 does it too yeah yeah so it's i don't know it's it's got everything i love about jrpgs and gaming in general so that's why i like it and the story is fucking incredible favorite movie my favorite movie and it's been a while since i talked about favorite movies because like we said we don't really watch a lot of movies yeah my favorite movie is uh john carpenter's escape from new york greatest fucking movie of all time i used to watch it quite frequently i haven't seen it in years now not a bad choice so i have i have one specifically but i have another that is right up there with it uh, so I would say that my favorite movie of all time is probably Tommy Boy. Ooh, that's a good one. That's uh, a good one. I, I grew up on that movie. I love the humor in it, even though like, it's obviously like juvenile, like, oh, the best kind of humor, right? Like it's, it's juvenile humor. It's, you know, like it, it's just one of the best movies of all time. And like, you can't help but quote it, you know? Oh yeah. Like, like when he's at the gas station and, uh, he tries to back the car up and he accidentally knocks the door off. Oh yeah. Fuck. It just folds. And and he puts it back on and Richard goes to get in the car and he closes the door and it just just falls falls off. off. And he's like, (laughs) what'd you do? It's just every, every fucking time, dude, I fucking die when I watch that movie. It's like, or when the, when the M&Ms go in the, in the dash, and he's like, that really ups the resale value. And he's like, I think you're going to be all right. They got a thick candy shell on him. And he's like, I think your brain has a thick candy shell on him. Yeah, just, dude. Dude, I just, I fucking love that movie. It's one of my... Chris Farley's the best. Oh, yeah. Like, like Comedy-wise? I think Have my, you seen Beverly Hills Ninja? Oh, yeah, so. dude. Fuck, Beverly Hills Ninja is awesome. Dude. Fuck, I love that <laughs> so movie, good. too. Dude, my other one, though, is probably... Uh, Oh man, I just thought of another one. So Karate Kid is up there. Oh, that's a good one. Karate Kid, Tommy Boy, and uh Dumb and Dumber. Oh, see, I've still dude, my friends make fun of you for this all the time. I've never seen Dumb and Dumber. I've still never what? seen it. What? Dude, yeah. what? Are you fucking kidding I've me? Seen, I've seen like little bits and parts. I I and it's always the same part. They're like in a hotel, there's like a suitcase, and then they get on a scooter and he pees his pants or whatever and they like get froze together and it's like boogers froze to oh space. my that's god all, that's the it's... only part i've ever seen Duh. oh my god dude you have to watch the movie you're Someday you're well dude no your assignment is to is to watch the movie that's your new and, assignment and the thing is like i am there's a lot of people that don't like jim carrey or his type of comedy and but i Maybe not in some of his newer stuff, but I love like that '90s era Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, fucking tear man, dude. '90s comedy was like the best. Yeah, yeah, but like, but like uh, Ace Ventura and Nature Calls, The Mask, like those are those are such fucking great fucking comedy movies. Well, and like it's it's funny because like you know, like you said, Jim Carrey now 
Probably not my favorite actor. Used to be, though. Like, used to be one of my favorites. Uh, liar, liar. Dumb and dumber. You know, like, you can't go wrong. Like, they're they're all classics back then. Ace Ventura. Yeah. Like, that campy, kind of ironic humor of the 90s was so great, man. Like, yeah. It the just... Ma- the ma- I like the mask because it's got, like, a couple different elements going, too. Like, it's a comedy, but it's also kind of, like... This fucked up like superhero movie yeah. at the same time. Uh Billy Madison's another good one. Uh Chris Farley was in that for a oh, bit. Oh yeah, Billy Madison. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one too. I think like that whole like Saturday Night Live crew, like David Spade, you know Yeah, that whole era. Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, like they all are legendary from that oh, era. Yeah. So yeah, they really are. I think you could pick probably you could probably Adam interchange. Sandler sucks now. Like like past that era but like happy gilmore was fucking gold i would say that his last good movie was like that eight crazy nights that uh, that was really good see i thought his last last best movie was probably uh his live action movies anyway was uh that's my boy oh yeah that was a pretty good one yeah i remember that i did see that one i have not liked a single one of his netflix movies at all um Click is probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Never don't seen watch, it. Don't, don't care to. Yeah, don't watch it. it yeah, was fucking terrible. But yeah, I think you could take like almost any comedy movie from the '90s and interchange it, and I would be. I would say have, that I'd be okay with that being my favorite seen, movie. It's super obscure, but I love it. Have you ever seen? I think it's called Snowboard Club or something like that. It sounds familiar. And it's it's like it's about these like it's like a ski hill and. This guy's dad or whatever owns the ski hill, but his dad dies. And then this chick is played by, I think, Bridget Nielsen is get, and her husband or whatever are going to take over the ski hill. But there's like a bunch of these like snowboard. I think it's called maybe Snowboard Academy. I'm going to have to look this up. But the the whole thing. And this is like the clichéest fucking snowboard movie ever because it's like South Park and everything rips on it. Because it's like in order to save the fucking the oh hill. the aspen, they have to the race asp, the aspen episode yeah they have yeah. to the snowboard team has to oh, race the skier i didn't that's, know that's yeah that's i didn't like know that's what that this, was about i think it's snowboard academy and and it's so good it's like so there's like this foreign this they're basically like ski instructors like and snowboard instructors yeah and um there's the there's this one foreign exchange student chick that that they're always trying to help because she's like super smoking hot. And anyways, they're like talking and then she comes in from the side and she's like, hello, I want to go to Mount Apenis. And they're like <laughs> and they're like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and then she's like, I want to go to Mount Apenis. And then he's like, oh, Mount Happiness. <laughs> name of one of the it's got jim varney is one of the like you know how like the big ski mountains always have like a lookout tower and stuff he's that guy and he's only got one eye (laughs) it's like oh man i i want to watch that now because i kind of want to watch that now too because i didn't realize that that was what uh south park was riffing on yeah just like that cliche we have to win the ski snowboard race to save well, yeah, the hill and yeah, get the girl yeah i mean i think that cliche has been around like a lot of stuff i think so yeah yeah so that that's funny uh <laughs> favorite tv show god i don't even know no one is gonna no one and i mean no one is gonna expect what my answer is uh I get. I don't watch a lot of TV, man. I probably Star Trek, honestly. Like if yeah, I had to, I could see that. 
I would say, yeah, Star Trek. My favorite TV. Now, this is not counting anime. We yeah. can we can we can do anime here in a second. But favorite yeah, okay. live action TV show would probably have to be Alf. Dude, there's a guy in my Discord that just fucking loves Alf. Dude, Alf is so great, dude. It's the gr- oh my god, it's one of the greatest shows ever. What's I remember funny, liking I it as a kid, but I don't remember anything about it. Saved by the Bell was like super popular too. I, you know, I, I was. But I don't remember I, if the quality really stuck around. On now, it's going to sound weird because, like, obviously I watched, like, ALF and stuff. And, like, so I, I've watched old TV shows. I think Saved by the Bell was more like my sister's thing. Okay. Than it was well, mine. Well, yeah, you're... How old are you? I'm 32. Okay, you're not that much younger than me, then. I'm 36, I think. <laughs> so, but yeah, <laughs> like... in 87. Math, math it out. I am yeah, bad yeah, at it. Yeah, you're... 36 okay but uh yeah i would i would say though that like alf is my favorite show of all time i'd love to get baked and rewatch alf i think that'd be fucking awesome dude we should do that one night in discord we should um, uh did you ever hear like any of the behind the scenes stuff from elf have you ever heard any of it no but have you seen the movie no i heard it's really fucking weird it's really good dude it's really oh, good it? oh god dude it's I heard it's, like, super weird compared to, like, the show. Like, completely almost different. It's more adult. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's it's way more adult. Like, the humor and stuff like that. But it's... Oh, it's so good, dude. It's so funny. No, I've never seen it. The first, like, t- ten minutes of the movie are some of the funniest fucking shit. I've heard it... Isn't it, like, the military's, like, after him or some shit? Right, so the family, like, turns him in. Finally, after all those years. Cause they could, <laughs> really? Cause they, yeah, because they couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and so, like, he gets he gets taken for testing and stuff like that. And then, like, uh, but he has all, like, the amenities he wants, like popcorn. And, and, like, he gambles with the guards. And, like, there's all this oh, stuff that funny. he does, right? Well, there's a joke in there about how, like, I don't know if you know what saltpeter is. Mm-mm. But it's basically like a like a arousal suppressant. Anyway, he makes a joke like he's like, "Get me the pizza or whatever it is," and he's like, "Hold the salt, Peter. I'm not trying to go <laughs> through that again or something like that." Oh you my know? god! So it's like stuff like that, right? It's it's funny. It's it's a really funny movie. I I totally recommend it. I think you should watch it and Dumb and Dumber. I would I would have to watch. I think I would want to watch rewatch all of Elf before I watch the movie. Right? It's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, uh, but the behind the, fuck. the behind the scenes stuff. The guy that played the dad would like straight up lose his mind gra- and like be strangling the puppet because <laughs> apparently, apparently the guy that would play the puppet was just a wise ass all the time, and and so like they'd be like in between cuts, and the guy playing Elf, the uh, puppeteer and vocalist or whatever, would be just like shit talking like the family members <laughs> and stuff like that, and apparently he would just snap. He would get so mad. I think if I remember right, it's either Family Ties or Alf, where the uh, unfortunately the the daughter sister character, uh, I think in real life she ended up getting like anorexia or something oh, like shit. that. Yeah, I it it's unfortunate, but like I think that's one of the behind the scenes things for Alf, if I remember right. Oh, really? Yeah. You told me your favorite show. What's your favorite anime of all time? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I say that like I've got like a fucking massive, vast collection of anime that I've seen, but 
I'm a big Gundam fan, so I gotta go with I think I gotta go with Zeta Gundam. It's just so fucking good. It's the perfect sequel to Mobile Suit Gundam, and uh it's just it's it's really fucking good. Um uh, Dragon Ball would be up there, like original Dragon Ball, Cowboy Bebop. I was kinda Those surprised kind of that Dragon Ball that wasn't your first answer. Yeah, I think I think I gotta go with Zeta Gundam though, if I had to pick just one. I would say probably uh, Dragon Ball Z is my most like watched one. Yeah. Outlaw Outlaw Star might be my favorite though. Really? Hey, I tried really? to get into that one, but I watched it after Cowboy Bebop, and it was just it was really hard to. Cowboy Bebop is so good. It is and, so good. And Outlaw Star just feels like a big to me, anyways, because I saw it after. It felt like a big step down, and it felt like it was trying to be Cowboy Bebop. But keep in mind, I've I've I haven't seen like a lot of anime, right? So when I got two that are so similar like that, right. it felt like I, I was just constantly always comparing and always right. preferring Cowboy Bebop. The only yeah. anime I've seen really is like those early like 90s, like Ghost in the Shell, Ninja Scroll. Yeah. Stuff like that, right? Hunter Hunter's up there for me. Uh, oh, yeah, you said that one. It's Berserk really 1997's up there. Um. Yeah, I would say it's probably Dragon Ball Z and Outlaw Star are my two favorites. Did you ever watch Fist of the North Star? I did not. I wonder if you would like that. It's it was like it was like the shonen anime before Dragon Ball and Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z took off. And it's like it's like kind of Mad Maxian. But with uh, like fighting, like fist yeah, fighting I th- I've seen it. I mean, I yeah. haven't watched it, but I've seen yeah, yeah. yeah. It. I, I watched a little bit of it and it's it's kind of good but kind of not the greatest quality but I just I, I was just figured I wondered if you would if you would like something like that one maybe but um I I would put Jojo up there but the problem with Jojo is that like season one's okay season two's super good season three is eh season four is probably the best out of all of it and then season five and six are kind of eh. So it's like... Like the highs are really high, but the lows are... Right. Like, it's still... Bad JoJo is still better than a lot of modern anime. But it's still not comparing to part two and part four. You know what I hate? And I I, I just had to bring it up now. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> like, like, I think we talked about a little bit, maybe, the whole... The whole sub versus dub crowd. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, bro, first of all, you probably don't know Japanese. So you don't actually know if that voice actor is any better. All right. And like, I don't know. The dubs are fucking great. But I just can't stand when people are like, <laughs> yeah, this isn't the, uh, dub. This, this the isn't sub the... is yeah. far superior in every single way. The voice actors just have <laughs> a lot more. Uh, emphasis and uh play the character much more uh relatable to the manga the original manga context of the the, the, the original the artist's original intention uh, <laughs> yeah when he was drawing the character that is the voice he pictured in his mind you know what i love about that though too is that they'll say oh well sub is better than dub okay but you're listening to it in japanese but you're reading it in english so it's yeah, not exactly. like the voices matter in, yeah. ja- in Japanese, like, because you don't understand it, you have to read it, and then you're still getting the English version 
Exactly. Of the show. And, and it's like, <clears throat> now that I know Japanese, the fucking subtitles don't always match up with what they're saying. Right. Well, it's localization and translation and stuff like that. So Yeah. Or like but uh that shit annoys me. Yeah, I, I feel you. I'm I'm the same way. I I don't understand either. Like Well yeah, I just I don't know. I I don't know why I decided to, to say that, but that that shit always drives me crazy. Because we talked about anime, which would have probably been an okay conversation to have last episode, but Yeah. Uh so we're gonna wrap this up here with the last three questions. We're just gonna go rapid fire. Uh, what game did you put the most amount of hours into? Mine was Final Fantasy fourteen at over 2,000. Okay, do a non-MMO as well, though. Okay, Final Fantasy ten. Okay. So, MMO, Star Trek Online. I think, I'm, I think I'm well over, like, 600 hours now. But I've been playing since 2010. Um, offline, I think Rogue Galaxy on the PS2. I had over 302 hours in that game. Really? There, yeah, there's a post-game dungeon... <laughs> The ghost ship, like the game itself is pretty long. I want to say it was like 90 some hours. And then have you ever played it or heard of it? Yeah, I've played it. Okay. Like the, the whole Insectron thing, like mm-hmm. the, the bug battles. So I, I, of course, I used to be a completionist until I started streaming. So I used to like, if, if I picked up a fucking game, I had to like 100% it all the time. Um, So I had like all the seven star swords. I had all the items I had every uh insectron type possible um and the last insectron that you can get uh is there's uh the last the the post-game dungeon it's like a 300 floor uh ghost ship dungeon or whatever with a boss fight every 10th floor i think Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah the last insectron is uh, sitting on like the captain's chair so you have to set a bug trap on the captain's chair so I did that and it was, yeah, it was like over 300 hours. Yeah. I've put 333 hours into Elden Ring. So I feel you. Holy fuck. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite YouTube channel? I got to go with my boy, David Vink. I, I wonder, the <clears throat> I wonder what I watch like super consistently that and uh, MMA on point. Do you watch their videos at all? No, I don't think so. They do really good. Like MMA top 10 videos and stuff so i would say uh my two favorite youtube channels are probably super eyepatch wolf i don't know if you've ever heard oh of him. yeah 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 yeah. uh and donkey oh yeah donkey would be up there that same like he's he's also one of those guys that as soon as he posts a new video i like immediately watch yeah same it as, soon as i can yeah what is your biggest fear scorpions and monkeys monkeys what Dude, they will rip the flesh from your face. Dude. That's true. That's actually true. They are very aggressive. Oh, dude. And then I saw a fucking video on Instagram, and it was this lady, like, the monkey was, like, right up against... She was, like, at the zoo, and it was, like, bars. And the lady was, like, right up against the bars. What? <laughs> Did you just see the hand motion you were doing? What was I doing? <laughs> Oh, the monkey was right up against the bars. <laughs> and and the lady was like, oh, look, I'm going to give him a treat or something. And she like reached towards the monkey and the monkey reached out and fucking grabbed her shirt and pulled her into the bar and, and then grabbed her fucking leg. And she was like lifted off the ground and it was a fucking orangutan and it's fucking pulling on her, man. <laughs> and, it, and one of the zoo guys had to like grab onto her body and like 
fucking pull her away from this monkey who's trying to just rip her in half. It's like, dude, this shit happens all the time. Fuck monkeys. Those things are terrifying. <laughs> oh, okay, Frieza. Uh... I also saw <laughs> I also saw the movie Outbreak when I was really young. And it's about like a fucking monkey zombie psycho. Yeah, virus. I remember. I've seen it. Yeah. So that might be a big part of it too. Uh so my biggest fear is spiders. Uh and the reason is because when I was like Oh man, I had to have been like five or six. I woke up to go to the bathroom and I pulled the blanket back and there was a spider sitting on my chest and it fucking freaked me out, dude. (laughs) And I, ever since then, I have been, I fucking hate spiders. It's weird because like, um, first of all, Scorpions are basically spiders with armor and weapons. <laughs> but but anyways, it's weird. It's weird how like uh like I can have an ant crawling on me and I don't really care. But if I have a spider crawling on me, like I'm like, ah, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm not terrified. Like if I'm if there's a spider in the room, I could give a fuck. If there's a scorpion in the room, I'm fucking getting out of the room. Like I'm terrified of scorpions. We don't have scorpions here. So I don't even know what the fucking protocol is. <laughs> if, if there's a scorpion in the room, but, but yes, I, I don't like spiders, but I'm not like, I wouldn't like, I would like just go and squish it. You know what I See, mean? See, my parents also liked that movie arachnophobia. I remember my dad liked that. And that, and kid. that movie freaked me the fuck out or that movie or the, like the spoof movie. It didn't freak eight me out. Eight-legged freaks. Eight-legged freaks. That was yeah. so good, dude. Yeah, that was good. But uh, oh, like I, as much as I would love to go to Australia, I don't think I ever could. Because, I don't think I could either. Dude, everything there kills you. Yeah. From like fucking. Yeah. Everything there kills you. Like it's like, yeah, I, I'm good. I don't really want to go there as much as I'd love to. Yeah. I, I prefer life. Yeah. But anyway, guys, this has been a pretty long episode. Uh, this was our comfort game slash Q&A episode. Thank you for bringing up all these questions. We really enjoyed answering them. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. Look forward to this. Uh, and I well, look forward to episode eight, where we do Final Fantasy eight on the podcast. Finally, Uh I might replay it a little bit to try to kind of refresh myself or at least watch like a refresh video or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, again, I want to thank you guys all for the support on the podcast. It's been awesome. Uh, Over 150 plays on Spotify and iTunes and all your combined platforms and stuff. (laughs) And uh, the 10 five-star ratings on Spotify. YouTube's been sitting around... 300 ish hey for all of them i think yep the last episode wasn't as great it was about 160 170 but uh you know these things build over time so and yeah. and it wasn't necessarily an episode where i think a lot of people would be like oh i'm searching for this so yeah 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 uh but uh yeah it, this has been fun uh we really enjoyed doing your questions and uh don't forget to Check us out on all platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube right here on my channel. Uh, and all of our socials are in descriptions and in the attached to the Spotify sites and stuff like that. So definitely check us out on social media, interact with us. We'd love to hear from you guys outside of the podcast. And uh, don't forget to share. Leave us a rating if you would. 
And uh, that's about all I got. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We always appreciate you guys. Yep. So uh, thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Later, guys. See ya.